Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Oh, hey guys. Welcome back. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you. You're our buddy booze. Hour two of the podcast. Hello, future listeners. Oh, yeah. Appreciate you too. Hello, international listeners. Hello, Somebody Ireland. From Sweden reached out the other day. Did they? Yeah, to me on Instagram. Oh, nice. And said, "Hey, I was listen. I listened." And then she said she started to encounter some problems listening internationally. Oh no! I don't know what is the Swedish government blocking the Don and Steve experience. Uh, CNN, <laughs> you might have your new breaking news story. By the way, uh huh. I think we need to outlaw. All news channels from using breaking news, unless it's actually breaking news. They have just abused it. That is a meaningless phrase. Really? Meaningless. Oh, Donna, really? Turn on CNN at any point today. Turn on Fox News at any point today. Turn on MSNBC at any point today. Or go to their websites. You'll see breaking news, and it's like, breaking news? This isn't breaking news. They use. They just try to get you excited with their graphics and make you think that the thing they're showing you is just out now, and you need to know it because of its timeliness. They're all yanking us around. I think breaking news should have to do with something that just happened, right? That's what I think. Yeah. And it needs to be of of note. note. Right. Yeah. I I agree with you on that. Like if someone just died and we just got word. Breaking news. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Or if some world event just took place. Breaking news. Or if the Kardashians head back to E. Breaking news. Breaking news. Third alert, baby. It's time to talk music. I enjoy music. With Donna Valentine. And Steve Patterson. You like Huey Lewis on the news? This is the beat. All right, I have this giant email from our buddy Brian over the Frank Ocean controversy. Oh. The, the long and short of it is Frank Ocean injured himself on the uh, Coachella grounds, injured his leg. I think he's got a couple of fractures and a sprain. Um, so he had to step away from his second performance. And this was after the first performance was panned because he was sitting down. People from the audience said they couldn't even see where he was. He wasn't even singing along to some of his it tracks. It was delayed by an hour, so fans were angry. They were confused, and they were posting videos on social media detailing the drama. They were leaving early after waiting hours to see Frank Ocean perform. Um, but our buddy Brian said, hey, you know, I watched about an hour of his set last night, and people are absolutely tripping. Hmm. He said he was magical. I don't understand what all the complaints are about. Okay, he started late, and that sucks. But a lot of artists show up late or play way less than they were supposed to or sound terrible. But Frank was great. He's known for being elusive and avoiding live performances, and this exceeded expectations. So, I don't know. 
I guess it well, depends on your tolerance level. Yeah, and we haven't seen it. So, and oh, the, Brian has. They also said people are acting like Blink-182 is an upgrade because they're taking over. When they're already on the ticket. They're already on the bill. Hmm. So there you go. That is the controversy. I don't know. Maybe an upgrade in terms of how it ends. It, because we're coming off the press from last week. So however you feel about it, if the if the sentiment seems to be people were disgruntled, or in Brian's word, maybe people were tripping. But still, if that's the sentiment, then Blink-182 feels like a fun, everybody is in relatively good health in terms of being able to put together a performance right now, not having to sit down. So it feels like an upgrade. If you have mobile performers who you want to work the stage and all that, I, I get that. Yeah, for I sure. Get it. All right. Well, we're not going to be there, so we don't really care. We go, can you watch on YouTube, though, right? Isn't there yeah. A yep. yeah, 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 yeah. Mike, have you watched any I'm of I've not. It? Nope. That'd be kind of fun. That'd be super Sit fun just to see what's going on. Yeah. In your living room, pull open the laptop. <laughs> That'd be fun. Crack open a beer inside a koozie. Yeah, a little sleeve of like prepackaged cheese. <laughs> I don't know what people do at festivals. And they probably try to sneak liquor in. Um, anyway, did you know that Drake is a Tupac fanboy? I didn't know that, but that's not surprising. So a couple of people, uh, including Lil Yachty, said that every bathroom in Drake's house has heated seats. And every bathroom in his house, when you walk up to the toilet, opens and starts playing Tupac's Hit Em Up. (laughs) And he says, I swear, this, this is not a lie. Every time. Uh, he said it's so annoying when you got to sit down, if you know what I mean, because it keeps looping. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then you're aware of the time that has elapsed as well. Do we have this? So if you open the toilet at Drake's house, hit him up. Do I know that song by Tupac? I don't know. I'm afraid it has swears. All right. Yeah, I'm scared. It was the edited version. <laughs> okay. I pulled up the edited one. Thank you. Good. But that's hit him up. That's funny. That's funny, but I need something more relaxing. I need like a like like Japanese spa music to kick in if I'm if I'm gonna be there for a while. I need to relax. Oh my gosh, I think that's great. Anyway, uh, Luke Bryan. Okay, you know we've been talking about AI and how AI is creating stories. Or re- remember, we did like a radio segment talk segment. Yes. Um. Well, apparently, Luke Bryan was on Kimmel. And uh, this was on, what's today? Thursday? This was on Tuesday. And they listened to a song created by artificial intelligence that was supposed to be inspired by Luke Bryan's music. But apparently it wasn't even close. (laughs) This is great. This is a win for humanity. When you hear this, you will feel like, you know what? Maybe we can beat the robots. Right. So you want to hear it? I'll do it. Here it goes. songs and let my voice be heard <laughs> Not that good, <laughs> so, oh wait listen to, luke, listen to luke i think i'm okay for now on the ai so. <laughs> yeah i think so i think you're doing all right man doing okay. um, yeah that's pretty bad um there was another interesting moment during the interview i guess where jimmy showed a photo of luke 
in high school dressed as a girl, specifically in a full cheerleader outfit, outfit with like, you know, a V-neck top, a pleated skirt. I guess Luke and some guys were cheerleaders for a powder puff football game. Oh, that's funny. Mm -hmm. And that photo, he said, was never supposed to leave his mom's house. But here (laughs) we have it. So that's fun. God. That actually reminds me of, I like it when these late night guests find a little something yeah. that they don't know is out there. When Taylor Swift was on Jimmy Fallon, and at one point during the interview, he said, hey, can you see me okay? And she was like, yeah, I can see you. Why? And he was like, well, you just got LASIK, didn't you? To which she's immediately very surprised and says, yes, how do you know that? And Jimmy, of course, just starts laughing. And he had reached out to Taylor's mother. Actually, actually Taylor's mother reached out to him and sent in the video of her post-op in that loopy state of mind where she's talking very dramatically. She wants to eat a banana. Have you not seen this video, Donna? I haven't seen the video, but I've had LASIK, and I don't... I did not come out of it. It's not like you just got your wisdom teeth pulled. They give you, like, a tiny little xanax or a volume i think different people go on different things i think that maybe she was able to request something that is a little bit more like when people get their wisdom teeth out and then they come to and then all those funny funny viral videos she wow. was in a weird state it's a funny video worth looking up jimmy Fallon oh, and taylor swift we'll have to find it uh, lasik right. got the audio if you want to listen oh, to it. sure oh, yeah here we why go why not okay i'm not asleep my mind is alive Taylor Swift. Oh, sorry. I thought that was the actual full video. But she's laying there in bed holding a banana and like, I'm not asleep. She's like looking right at it, too. And at some point, I believe she gets upset because of difficulty peeling the banana. Something. Something upsets her. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. (laughs) About the banana. Wow. But like she had no idea. It was a genuine surprise on The Tonight Show for her, which is fun to watch. That's awesome. That's great. All right. We got to go. You know, we have a little local news coming up. Um, Got a little sport news that we could cover got a little sport singular sport news uh something new at the minnesota zoo uh apparently minnesota's getting a new area code lots of stuff to talk about when we come right back on my talk 1071 i'm so excited for spring and summer knowing that cabin season at my place means no hard or rusty water it means clean clear soft water all thanks to aquarius home services they installed my non-electric Connecticut water treatment system and now when i get out of the shower i no longer look like i just got a spray tan that's a rusty water joke instead i have cleaner softer skin aquarius does it all in addition to water treatment they do heating cooling plumbing and electrical find them at aquariushomeservices.com Hey guys, welcome back. Thanks for listening. It's Donna and Steve on my Talk 1071, where talk is fun. Steve, you're a big fan of the Minnesota Zoo, no? I like the Minnesota Zoo. I like it too, a lot. They finished that elevated pedestrian trail. Yeah, I had been wondering. I feel like I saw remnants of the old monorail. They had a mo- I, the, the monorail that they the had there. Yep. I, I predated me, and they've been working on this for years. And I guess I forgot that this was even a thing. But how exciting! I know it totally. So it marks a new chapter for the forty-five-year-old zoo, and it's called the Treetop Trail. It's not that different from what you did in New York City that time. The the High Line. The High Line, right? Where it's just like a slightly elevated, like thirty walkway. feet, and it gives you a really different perspective, though, on the animals. Right, right. 
So the monorail track retired in 2013. Um, and this is a one and a quarter mile loop trail that will bring you up to 32 feet above the ground. And so there's going to be um, the entrance to this trail is going to feature a new animal habitat where guests will be greeted by a North American porcupine named Quilber. Quilber. And uh, <laughs> another species na- uh, native to Minnesota. It sounds like something definitely worth checking out. wonder how much of the zoo it goes through. Well, it's, it's I don't know, but it's one and a quarter mile. That's great. So... Yeah, I don't remember where I would take the monorail from one point, obviously, of the zoo to get to another area that was like, you know, it was quicker just to hop on that thing and get dropped off. But I don't know. You need to go take the kids. I know. It opens. Is it July 28th that it opens? Uh, That sounds right. Yes, it's a Friday, July 28th. Okay. Thank you. Uh, Okay. So, in other news, Minnesota is getting a new area code. Listen, I think that this is fun because there was a time that in Pennsylvania, where we lived, there was a new area code introduced when I was maybe in junior high or high school. Yeah. It was very exciting. I'm not even joking. It's, It's sort of just small town, big news. You always knew who lived where based on. Either their area code or their the first, first few. three. Yes. Like, I'd be like, oh, you must live in Clifton. Like, if I wrote down, obviously, we didn't have yeah. caller ID at that time, but... You it, get an 828 number, and you're like, that person lives in Oakmont. Right. And if you get a, seven, or a 274, they live in Springdale. Yep. 546 is Clifton. 772 yeah. is Garfield. 478 two, two, is Garfield. Or 224 is Tarenta. Mike, say one. <laughs> Come on, Mike. Uh, 507, obviously. Oh, Mar- Rochester? Mankato area. Mankato, right. okay. yep. Yep. All right. That's fun. Anyway, this one is going to be 924. It's going to be uh, Southern Minnesota. And they get everything. I know, right? <laughs> So, 924, remember that. It was approved on March 30th by the Minnesota Public Utilities Commission. And it will. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like this A list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Be given to new customers or customers requesting additional lines. Southern Minnesota is expected to run out of numbers with 507 area uh, code in early 2025. So that actually got me thinking, are we going to run out of area codes? Are they going to have to redo the phones at some point? Ermagerd. Wow. Wow. You know, I think about zip codes, too, and how they started adding the four digits after. Mm-hmm. And think about social security numbers. Like, I can, I can tell you if someone is from the East Coast based on their social security number. Which I never knew it worked like that. I didn't either, but like the East Coast, I believe, starts with zeros and ones. 
And mm. then I'll never rem- I'll never forget how blown away I was when someone was like, my social security number is four something something. I'm like, four? Who's got a social that starts with a four? Yeah. It's weird. Uh, yeah. They're not legal. Numbers are fun. Born. Um, the wild lost, you guys. Donna. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. Hey, but it's all tied up. Yeah. And yeah, I'm yeah. to stay up until 1 a.m., so that works nicely, too. Yeah. Right. It's decided well beforehand. Yes. Seven to three. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that did not go into overtime. A little bit of a bummer, though. I'm sorry. That's okay, Donna. It's all right. I'm having a pretty solid, don't freak out, everybody. Okay. I don't have heartburn often, if ever, but I have like a lower sternum pain right now. Wait, and I want to see. Show me where I want to see. Oh, here we go. Dr. Valentine. Because I, I have one going on right now, too, but it's a pie. Okay. So my ouch <clears throat> is right here. Oh, that's where like mine is. Right in the middle of, yeah. at the base of my breast, breast bone. bone. That's where mine is. Wow. Are we twins? Oh, God. We're going to start getting our period at the same time. Please never say that. <laughs> but, um, you know, and it you never, I don't know. I don't know. Is it gas? I don't think it's heartburn. I don't know. It's not coming up too high. But it doesn't feel like it's, like, left chesty. It feels like it's a very, it's an uncomfortable mid-chest Probably something pain. you ate. If a doctor could call us. All I had was oatmeal. Yesterday. Did you have orange juice or something like that? Did you have orange juice? Oh, mom. <laughs> Did you have some wine? Did you have it with pulp? <laughs> yes, I had wine on the plane. That could be. I don't know. Wine Sometimes doesn't it's, usually... it's funny. I'm sorry for your pain and suffering. I like it, though. You're the opposite of WebMD, which is like, we hope that you've picked out a gravestone. <laughs> because you are, in fact, dying. You're fine. Anyway, did you guys know that Soul Asylum is doing an unplugged concert at the State Theater tonight? That's pretty cool. I did not know that. That's a pretty fun concert, though. Harkening back to, like, the the unplugged that they did back in the day on MTV. Yes, because it's their 30th anniversary. So that's tonight. I don't know if there's still tickets available, but um, good luck. Tickets are on sale. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, we don't know if they're still available, but they were as of two days ago. Damn, I love this band so much. Runaway Train. Ah, so many other songs, too. So good. See, I don't know any of their other music. If you you would, if you listened. Can we sample? Yeah, I just started with Runway Train, but we'll find some other ones. Okay, so we know oh, this one. This one. Of course. Oh, what a hit this was. How and about... Saved a lot of, uh, you know, found a Lost. lot of kids. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, right. This is Misery. Go forward a little bit here. I don't even know this song. Anything else? Which one particularly is there one that you'd like? Uh, um, let's see here. Black Gold? That might be one. Oh, Somebody to Shove was a good one. Okay. You know this one. I don't think I do. Oh, it's such a great song. We'll get ahead a little bit here. Okay. Here. So good. That doesn't ring a bell. To shove. Come on, you know this one. Oh wow! Well, you're not invited to the show then. <laughs> I'm going by myself.
Goodbye. Uh, hey, guess what? Oh, no. How do you say it? It's your game to lose. It's my game to lose. It's my game to lose. That, I, uh, sure. I won't say that. You already did, though, twice. All right. It's her game to lose. The game is the College <laughs> of Pop Culture Knowledge. The number that you can call is 651-641-1071. Call now, and you can play the game Bet on Me or Bet on Donna. If you bet on the right person, you win a prize. That game, next on my team. Very exciting time on the Donna and Steve show. My talk 1071. Let's play a game. It's time to go to college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Yes. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. Yeah. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host, the Big Zamboni. I want to see how smart you are. Yes, and we know it is Donna's game to lose today. Huh, that's what they say. <laughs> As we are going to find out uh, who's smarter with College of Pop Culture Knowledge. Now, if you were listening at the start of the show, you know how Donna Valentine opened up the show. She said, happy 420, you stoners. Yeah. And I'm going to say... Happy 420, you stoners as well. For the College of Pop Culture Knowledge, this is all weed and pop culture. Oh, Lord. Mm. Cheech and Chong. <laughs> hey, don't do that. It might give away one of the uh, yeah. answers. Uh, and we've got scorekeeper Kaylee on the line. Hey, Kaylee. Kaylee. Whoop, whoop. Hey, girl. Hey, how's it going? Hello, uh, it's, going, it's good. It's going really good. Now, admittedly, uh, Donna either was or maybe still is a pothead. I've never smoked weed ever in my life, and so I almost am taking my. I, I would. I would love your help. I would love mm. your help, Kaylee. But I feel like Let's I'm go gonna. Let's go, Donna. Okay. Yay! Woo! I didn't even get to formally finish my concession speech there, and I'm out. All right, maybe I'll be an underdog. I'll be over here, guys. Bye now. Bye. All right, sounds good. We'll put Yay, uh, Kaylee. Kaylee on hold. You hang tight, Kaylee. Listen in, and if you uh, hear anything you want to change, uh, let us know once we run through these. Again, College of Pop Culture Knowledge. The theme today is weed in pop culture <laughs> on 420. Okay. Are you ready to do this? Sure, why not? All right, let's start it off with this one. The 1993 film, this 1993 film, showed the adventures of high school and junior high school students on the last day of school in 1976. It was Matthew McConaughey's big screen debut. Oh, shoot. Uh, dude, where's my car, maybe? This veteran actress played Nancy Botwin, a marijuana-slinging suburban mother on the hit TV show Weeds. You want her, the her actress's name? The actress's name. name. Yep. Oh, God, I know it. I love her. It's three names. Uh, Mary Mary Louise Parker. Usually removed or edited on the radio version, the final line of Dr. Dre and Snoop's last episode was this three-word suggestion. Mm, I have no idea. And I don't know if Dude Where's Your Car is right. It could be... That could be... Mm. All right. Ah. You got Kaylee on the line, though. Don't you worry. All so right. uh, we only got one answer there, Kaylee. It was the second one, and she screamed in excitement when she said it. So I think she feels confident I about that. I said, dude, second where's one. your car also? No, uh, yes, on that first one. Oh. You're right. Sorry. And uh, so for the first one, uh, Kaylee, do you uh, want that reread? Um, no. The first one is dazed and confused. That's it. Okay. That's it. And the second one, she was excited about Mary Louise Parker. You feel good about that? Yeah, that one's good. And then the third one, usually removed or edited on the radio version, the final line of Dr. Dre and Snoop's last episode was this three-word suggestion. Um, smoke weed every day. Okay. I don't know. That's going to be your answer. Okay, sounds good. We'll uh, take that for an answer. And uh, go ahead and bring Steve back in here. Hey, Steve. Hey, hang on. Hey, man. 
All right. Mm, okay. I was on Twitter watching uh, Starship's first integrated flight test from Ooh. SpaceX. Exciting. Starships are meant to fly. And this one is at this point. Touch the sky. Okay, cool. Uh, it's 420 today, Steve. Oh, yeah. April 20th. Earth Day is in a couple days. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Uh, we're going to celebrate today with uh, weed and pop culture. Here we go. We'll start it off with this one. This 1993 film showed the adventures of high school and junior high school students on the last day of school in 1976. It was Matthew McConaughey's big screen debut. Dazed and confused. This veteran actress played Nancy Botwin, a marijuana slinging suburban mother on the hit TV show Weeds. I know, or I'll come back to it. Usually removed or edited on the radio version, the final line of Dr. Dre and Snoop's last episode Smoke was... Smoke weed every day. Um, this veteran actress played Nancy Botwin, a marijuana-slinging suburban mother on the hit TV show Weeds. Dark hair, I think light-colored eyes. And uh, I feel like that should count for half a point. <laughs> Anne. Nikolai. Hmm. We'll give you half a point for that one. She didn't have... She has dark eyes. I don't mm. know. Thank All you. right, we'll go through these. Uh, wow, I thought that was going to get uh, close there. A 1993 <laughs> film show the adventures of uh, high school and junior high school and last day of school. Yes, that was Dazed and Confused. Woo. Good job, Steve. Good job, Kaylee, as well. She I knew, knew it one. was I said, um, dude, where's my car? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow, you didn't know that one, Donna? I did know it, but I had to give an answer, mm-hmm. and I couldn't think of the answer. Okay. Let's go to the last one. Usually removed or edited from the radio version. The final line of Dr. Dre and Snoop's last episode was this three-word suggestion. Kaylee comes up big with it. Steve knew it as well. Smoke weed every day. Hmm. Yeah, that's it. Why do you have to bleep that? They, I, instead, they would just say, smoke every day. Yeah. Right? They or just completely weed. cut it out, one or the yeah. other. Or it was like this long five-second stop, and then all of a sudden... Smoke weed every day. That's how the song ended. All right. And going to the second one, this uh, veteran actress played Nancy Botwin, a marijuana-slinging suburban mother on the hit TV show Weed. You celebrated when you said it, and that's because it was the one to give Kaylee the win. Mary Louise Parker. Yeah. Oh, darn it. Nice job, and congratulations, Kaylee. Watch that whole Woo. show. It was great. Thank you. Kaylee, couldn't have done it without you. Tell him to suck it. Don't. What? She's going to say it. She's going to say it. Kaylee. Kaylee. Say it, Kaylee. Steve, suck it. There we go. (laughs) That was like the amount of time that they made you wait at the end of that Dr. Dre and Snoop song. Exactly. That is awesome. 45, Donna. 43, Steve. Two-point lead. Congratulations, Donna. You're doing great. Thank you. I've got really great listener friends. Kaylee, got a t-shirt coming your way. Hold on tight. I'll get your info. All right, thank you. Yay! I know. What a bummer! Oh yeah, I know. Right? Time for a tip. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. 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 Dampy, 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 dampy. McDonald's will finally start selling sides of Big Mac sauce. A two all beef patty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions, on a sesame seed bun. Um, so, you know, they announced more changes to their burgers this week, including more sauce on the Big Macs. But if that's still not enough, you could just get it on the side. That's pretty cool. You can also pick it up at stores. 
under the label Thousand Island Dressing. <laughs> but maybe not. You know what would be fun to do? Oh, gosh. Here's what we should do. You ready, bud? Sure, bud. We're going to do hey, bud. right side-by-side side taste test. Okay. And if another show already does this, we're copyright infringing this time, okay? That's fine. We're going to do a taste test Thousand Island next to Big Mac sauce. And let's okay. decide once and for all. Are they the same? All right. Let's do it. And I think how we should do it is get four separate containers. So we need two of the Big Mac sauce, 2,000 islands. And I think it needs to be a tongue-only test, not on your fingers, because your fingers are going to dilute with their oils. I think we need to just do a little spoon. Spoon Spoon would also be a more civilized way to do it. Yeah. We'll go spoon. Spoon. Why didn't I think of spoon? Why did I assume it was either you dipping your fingers in and licking your fingers Mm. or sticking your tongue in? Am I okay? I have some bad news for you, other than you sound real dumb. Um, It is a limited time only. And you have to do it through the app. Okay. We have the app, so we're in there. And you can also order a side of the sauce free with McNuggets. Love that. I'd like to dip that into my McNuggets into that. Me too. That sounds good. Oh, for sure. Melt Is this going to be a diagnosis? Nope. Okay. Hey, bro. Hey, what's up, bro? Um, we got an email here, bro. It's from Eric. He says, I'm a TSA officer and our rules. Uh, this is going back to you kind of whining about inconsistencies oh, from the TSA. It feels like at any given airport, sometimes they want you to do one thing. At the next place, they want you to do something else. Well, what does he, he say? says... The um, the rules allow them to adjust when necessary. TSA truly can't be consistent for the sake of safety. I inform passengers whenever possible to help people understand our processes. Unfortunately, we can't be completely forthcoming because the safety of people is what's most important. Love it. Thank you, Eric. Love it. But what do you think he means by that? I think he means that maybe they know things we don't know, and that's why they're being inconsistent. Thank you. So then sometimes they say, take off your belt. I'm not ready to say I totally sign off on that and agree. I'm sure he could educate me more. But what does that mean? Like, hey, there's an increased threat level today, so we are having TSA PreCheck take their belts off? Sure. That's how I understand it. So what, they get a belt threat? Don't worry about it. I am worried about it. I want answers. They've got safety. You know, it's their main concern for you. Now Mm. let's talk about the overhead compartments. They do vary depending on the plane. If you look above it, it tells you which way you are to place your luggage. Oh, how do you how do you spot this? Either vertically or horizontally. Um. So somewhere on the overhead compartment, there should be some sort of visual thing. Yes. Tipping us off, saying either put it in like a book on a bookshelf or like a pizza in an oven. That is correct. Huh. She also says my sister worked at Northwest. Now, Delta at MSP for many years, and the reason for different TSA variances at different airports is on purpose. It keeps you guessing and not to be predictable for those trying to get by with something. Makes sense to me, Steve. Thank you, Lee. I'd just like to hear more. I'd like to, like, sit in on a TSA thing where... Because here's the problem. Then sometimes they're... Here would be my challenge back to the TSA, and I appreciate the job that you do and the purpose that your team serves. 
then maybe don't, not everybody does this, but don't look at us like we're dumb for suddenly not knowing that your rules at your airport just so happen to be different than the rules at the last airport. Because then if you leave your belt on, you're like, sit, okay, no, you got to get the belts off, belts off, belts off. And it's like, okay, last airport I was at, it was a belts on situation. So maybe they could offer a touch more tact in realizing that, in fact, the rules are changing from place to place. What, are you a donor to TSA? <laughs> Feels like you don't want to look in critically to any of this. You're just like, yep, sounds good, great, moving I, on. I, you know what? As long as you're keeping me safe, that is all that matters to me. I don't want to be yelled at in the process or felt up by a strange lady. But what made her strange? Hey, she, she was a stranger to stranger, you. That's all. Correct. She knows you better now. <laughs> and I, her. Donna was pulled aside <laughs> twice recently. Yeah, on the way there and on the way back. To and fro. Totally. And now this email oh. from Jeff. Steve, please stop swallowing directly into the mic. Thank you. Hey, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff, do me a favor. I want you to turn your radio up. No! Don't do it, Steve. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. We got to go. But we're going to come back. I can't wait. Let's Keep the about- emails coming, gang. Just really, <laughs> really eating them up right now. Uh, there's a little sound that I want to play for you that will should take you back in time to the 80s. And, and I wonder if you'll be able to identify all of these sounds or if any will feel bizarre or out of place oh it's kind of like kind of like a whose voice is it anyway situation kind of sort of yeah it kind of is and then i'll tell you about these instagram accounts that i've been following that are kind of connected to this that have been very fun to follow that when we come back it's don it's steve it's my talk hello hey hey welcome back thank you for having us oh thank you steve it's good to see you fresh off a that filmy city that we call New York. Filmy? Yeah. Do you mean it appears in a lot of films <laughs> or there appears to be a film over it? Uh, no, it just feels like when you're there for a while and then you go home, you're like, I feel like I have a film all over me. It's not like that anymore. The pace of that place always does shock me. I, I just behold it every time. You open your door anywhere in the city, particularly anywhere in Manhattan, and there's just there's this energy that just, hustle depending on how you feel about it, it either greets you at the door or it slaps you in the face once you step out. And it's big barreling trucks coming through, taxis, taxis emergency yeah, vehicles. Buses, oh, yeah. by the way, almost got run over at the South Street Seaport yesterday. Oh, that was exciting. I love that area. So do I. I yeah. had been there when I was 12. And I, I think I ate there once. Really? Yeah. How old do you dinner. think you were? I was maybe 19. Okay. 20. When I first visited New York when I was 12 with my mom, she took me to the South Street Seaport, and it was like one of the absolute highlights of my trip to New York. I couldn't wow. believe that the water was right there. I got one of those. They sell them, if you've ever been there, stuffed monkeys that you can wrap around your neck. They oh, have yeah. little Velcro on yeah. their paws. So yep. we still have that monkey at my mom's oh my house. Oh, that's so cute. And so going back there was nostalgic, but I'm glad I made it out to sort of the, the pier dock area because they have a sidewalk, but sometimes right there, the sidewalk will turn into a bike path. And so I was like, oh, sorry, guys, I forgot something in the car. Let me go back. So they're walking up to the South Street Seaport. I just, you know, la-di-da, la-di-da, I'm a tourist, fun, fun life. And then I hear, 
And I'm like, huh, that's fun honking noise. Whoa! Oh, hey, on your left. It was a biker coming uh. right at me. And he had just held his line. And it was, I had to move or else I was going to be Wiley Coyote. Would you mind if I continued in the mailbag for a moment? Are these going to irritate me? No, 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 no. It's just going to, it's just Most kind of, of our it, emails do. No, we're talking about, no, there's only one every, you know, 15. Somebody saying something to agitate you. And it works. They know that I'm easily agitable. This is another TSA thing. Mm. We, you were talking about inconsistencies. And so we heard from a couple of agents. Eric was one of them. He wrote back. He said, TSA doesn't think you're dumb. But it seems most passengers don't realize how terrorists are still trying to harm us. Also, if I don't have to pat you down, I will tell you what I need you to do so I don't have to touch you. Love your show. Love you, Eric. Thank that's you. Nice. Okay, that's good to know. I Listen, I'm not debating what he's suggesting. I'm just saying from a point of curiosity. Now, they won't tell me. They won't tell the public because we're the public and they're the TSA. But in in light of that and thinking back to, obviously, the why TSA is now there and all of that, we understand all of that. That being said, I want to understand when they say, hey, now we're switching it up. First of all, I like hearing that. I like knowing that I'm not crazy because I'm like, didn't I not do this last time? Why am I doing this this time? But I would like to understand when they say, let's let's stay with belts or uh, whatever, or a watch or whatever, whatever the little thing is that they change. I would love to know what is behind that change. When they issue a mandate and say, hey, everybody here at the Chicago International today uh, at O'Hare, we're going to do it this way. I would love to know the why behind it. Mm, but they're not going to, yes, but they will not tell you that. I understand that they won't tell me that. They will tell TSA. There are people who know, and I'm allowed to be curious about, I wonder what the why is. So now if today we're taking our belt off, was there, was there a tip about some sort of a belt? Uh, There's probably a threat level. I know. I would love to know what's in that. I I would love the details. I know I'm not going to get it. I'm saying from a point of curiosity, I would love to know why they change it up. Is it just let's keep moving it so that it's a moving target for anyone who is intending to do ill? Or is it on specific credible threats that cause them to change hmm. specifically the behavior of passengers moving through security? Hmm. I understand your curiosity. Thank you. I understand, but I also make an assumption on behalf of safety that there's a reason they're doing this. You're just taking it to the next level going, I want to know the reason. And I'm like, there's definitely a reason why today I have to take my things out of my, take my toiletries out of my bag. But is the reason just because they they spun the wheel and it said, it landed on that and said, today we're going to have them take it out of the bag because we want to strategically have a moving target or because there's a tip somewhere on the dark web that says, and I'm going to smuggle it in in my toiletry bag. Can we get a caller on the line? Maybe somebody will call and and ex- explain yeah. things Now, they're a not going to be able better. to tell us everything, but I, I will be curious about that. Just like I'm curious how the Internet works and where it is. Hmm. No one's ever going to tell me and adequately explain it to me, but I want to know. They said it's under the sea floor. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, now we have this. Okay. Sounds from the 80s. This is really going to throw you back. Like Donna follows dogs and goats and donkeys on Instagram. And frogs. I'm starting and to turtles. follow... <laughs> I'm starting to follow 80s nostalgia oh. 
Instagram fun. things, 90s nostalgia. They are really fun. They're like commercials from your childhood, and they have 80s synth behind it. And you're like, oh, yeah, I remember that toy. I remember this. These are This is a mashup of 80s TV catchphrases. Do you recognize them all? Here we go. What you talking about, Willis? What you doing, sucker? How rude. I know you are, but what am I? Nanu, nanu. Kiss my grits. Hey, where's the thief? Go, go, gadget legs. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> I've fallen and I can't get up. <laughs> what you talking about, Willis? Isn't okay, that pretty good? Yeah, I got, a, back. I got a lot of them. I don't know Kiss My Grits. Kiss My Grits is from um, a sitcom called Alice. Okay. And it was about a diner. A guy named Mel ran this diner. Alice and Flo worked there, and Flo used to say that to Mel, their boss. So that's where... Kiss My Grits! And that's where the Dumb and Dumber reference of, excuse me, Flo... That's where that comes from. Maybe. Presumably. Yeah. Lloyd Christmas, Jim Carrey's character in Dumb and Dumber, is likely referencing Alice when the waitress comes up to him in the diner and he says, Excuse me, Flo. Oh, that, probably. Probably. What's your soup of the day. What's your soup du jour? She says, It's our soup of the day. To which he says, Mmm, that sounds great. I'll have that. You <laughs> <laughs> can confirm. That yes, that's exactly what it's in reference to. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anything else you didn't recognize in there? Uh, no, I think I got, but I watched it earlier, so I did see them all. There were a couple of Mr. T's in there. Yeah, there was a full house in there. Full house. That was, uh, Stephanie Tanner. How rude. There was, what are you talking about, Willis, from, um, oh my God, what's the name of the show with Mr. Drummond? Yeah, not Webster. Oh my gosh, what's wrong Different with this? Different strokes. Different strokes. There yes. you go. Uh, and then how about the Go-Go Gadget Legs? I don't know that. Okay, so that's from a cartoon called Inspector Gadget. And that was a very... So anytime you need to stretch out and grab something, it's like, oh, Go-Go Gadget Arm. Love it. That's super yeah. fun. We've got callers on the line. We've now, got... we only have a minute. How do you think this is a conversation about TSA? We have a minute. All right, let's tell them we have let's 40 try. seconds. Yeah, yeah, we'll lie. Okay, here we go. Let's chat with Gail first. Hi, Gail. Hey, Gail. Listen, we have 40 <laughs> seconds. Right. And we're, no, we have 40. I'm not kidding you. 33 years of flying, um, the TSA is the pre- prevention for things getting to on the plane because the gate agents, when all those people get to the gate agents, and I'm not trying to fault them, they want to get you and all of them, everyone on the plane, they don't care. So the only protection you're going to have is TSA. And so everything that comes on the plane is hopefully guided by them right and um nobody cares once they get on the plane they don't care that your thing is supposed to be all vertical or whatever no one cares they just get on there and put their stuff there and the gate agent they can't wait to get rid of you they put up with these people for whatever <laughs> they want you on the plane shut the door bye see ya and then wow. the rest of it we have to put up with your stuff doesn't fit anywhere or no it's true and um, it did it for 33 years. And it's not that anyone's being negligent about their jobs, but the TSA was is probably the only guide to getting anything not on a plane. Gail, Thank you. We love you. We gave you 40 seconds, and you took all 60 of them. And we love you for it. Thank you for listening. Uh, more to come. Donna City.